0: Good morning everyone, are we excited to be here? Okay, we had, you had an extra hour of sleep today. You also had that pump-up music here. No excuses today. If I see anybody dozing off, I'm calling you out, okay? Because uh, you got an extra hour. This is, uh, we're going to have a great time of worship today. Really, we're concluding our series, uh, Suit Up. And so over the past three weeks, we've been looking at the same portion of Scripture in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, and kind of looking at it from different perspectives and different ways. So we're going to read that again today as we conclude our series, Suit Up. It says this, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. You can follow along if you've been here with us. Um, You got it down. You maybe even have it, you got it memorized by now. But here's what it says. It says this, Finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. And so over the past three weeks, we've kind of looked at this, and we've looked at it from three different points of view. We've looked at the struggle. The first week we looked at it, that that these Bible verses and the reality of our life, we know that this is a struggle. It's a battle. It's a fight. That we are fighting, and the fight is not just, you know, kind of... uh, a material fight is a spiritual one. There's a spiritual battle going on. There is evil in this world. And we have to have a, you know, a picture of that. The struggle is real. And there is a real spiritual battle. Last week we talked about you know, taking the stand. And it said in the scripture, it says, take a stand against these things. Put on the armor of God. Put on all of these things, you know, like righteousness and peace and salvation and all these. Put these things on so that you can stand up against evil because evil is real. And this week we're going to talk about the Spirit. And and to kind of kick this off and kind of wrap the whole series up, I you know, I want to look back to that very first verse, verse ten, as it says, like this is the point of the entire portion of scripture. It says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. It's saying, Be strong be strong in the Lord, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. The reality is is we do know that evil is real. It is destructive. It's something that can creep into our lives, into our homes and really wreak havoc. We know that, Um, but it's also something that we have to, we have to realize that it's a dead end rope. Evil is going to lose. And that's It says, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power, because evil really is the picture of stupidity. Okay? All right. Evil is, like, just take a second to think about what it is when we're talking about what evil is. Evil is saying, I am going to live my life or follow down a path that is contrary to what the God of the universe desires for me. Think about what the statement that is taking place when like evil is out there is, is evil is really saying, I'm going to pick a fight with God. I am going to like say, you know what? The person, the the entity, God that created the heavens and the earth, that like everything is at his command, that God is in total and complete control. I am going to say, no, thanks. I'm not going to follow that way. I I think I'm going to go a different route. I think I'm going to go a different direction. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to follow my own path. That's really what evil, in a sense, is. Evil is saying, I I am going to pick a fight that is impossible to win. I am going to do something that is contradictory to the nature of the universe and what is in control. And I'm going to follow down a different path. Evil is really stupid, okay? It's really stupid, and evil loses. You understand that? It's a stupid, stupid thing to follow down that path. If and, and so, so, sometimes I've had conversations with people many times before where they're 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 looking at and investigating faith. They're investigating God, and they're saying like, you know, like I want to understand more about God. What is this? What is this? And. A lot of times what happens when I have conversations with people that are investigating God, they, they, they ask me lots and lots of questions that are, like, unclear about the Bible or how people have practiced faith. And they'll say, what about this? How come, like, how come churches do this? How come churches are, like, so nitpicky about, like, with baptism? How come How come churches, like, have all this kind of, like, Weird stuff that they do. How come? How? What about this question? What about this question? What about this question? And and it's legitimate to ask questions about pra- faith, how it's practiced, and ask questions about God and the Bible. But really, what it comes down to is this: is really one question. There's only one question that you have to answer if you're investigating faith. Is it true? Because if it is true. That's it. That settles it. If it is true that there is a higher being, a God that created the heavens and the earth, and everything is under God's control, that's it. That settles it. And that's the end of the discussion. Now it's a matter of us figuring out what this entity would like from us. Because we may have differences of opinion or questions or whatever it may be, but really the only one question we ever have to answer to begin a relationship with God is, is it true? Do I believe? Because if so, that's it. Or what you're going to be doing is you're going to be fighting a battle that is impossible. Fighting a fight that is impossible. I'm a football fan. Anybody else here a football fan? Not as much a football fan this year because the Broncos are so terrible. However, you know, it's always, always every year, and this is something that will probably happen with the Broncos season. Every year there's something that, sometime where a team is absolutely getting destroyed. It's 40 to nothing and the other team's winning. And like some guy that like hasn't played all season gets into the game and is like really excited and pumped up and and like the other team's kind Of, like, you know, called it quits. They're getting ready for next week and the game's over, and it's kind of like you know, the announcers are like telling weird stories, and nobody's really paying attention to the game because it's like completely done and over. And all of a sudden, you know, somebody like the backup quarterback throws a touchdown pass to the fifth wide receiver, and you'll see the fifth wide receiver. Dancing in the end zone, right, and doing a little, like, he had this saved up and prepared for, like, 15 years. You know, like, when I score a touchdown in the NFL, oh, I got this move that nobody's ever seen. You couldn't believe it. And, like, if you ever see a situation like that where somebody is dancing in the end zone when it's 40 to nothing or where, like, you're getting blown out, kind of like, hey, buddy, slow your roll a little bit, okay, Uh, you're losing, You're losing. You're getting blown out. The game is over. And in some ways, it's kind of silly, and it's kind of almost intuitively like, dude, calm down. You're celebrating the wrong thing because you're going to lose. The game is over. You lost. And there are, and it's a really odd thing, but there are people in this world that have, like, decided that they're going to, like, Kind of celebrate and dance for a moment when the game is lost. That really, evil will not prevail. And we have to realize that. As people of faith, we have to realize that evil is a dead end street. It will come to an end. There will be a day where God says enough is enough. And there will be an end to rebelling against God. And God says, it is finished. It's over. Sin is done with. And so evil really is a path that is kind of, kind of a sad picture, kind of a sad picture. If the God is real and we've answered that question, really what, what it comes down to is evil is kind of, kind of like a little bit of a joke, honestly. And I hope, I hope the scripture tells us that like, we should be aware of it. We should take our stand. We should like, put on the armor of God so we're not deceived and we're not led let astray. But let's be very clear. And the first verse says, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Be strong in the Lord. Because God is going to prevail. God will win. Focus on what is most important right there. And so we do struggle with this. And I think the reason we struggle with this is people often make two very, very common mistakes. Okay, We make two very common mistakes in our relationship with God. And one is, is we overestimate ourselves. We overestimate our own power, our own strength, our own ability. We overestimate what we can do by ourselves. We think you know, I'm pretty special. My mom my mom really loves me. She told me some really good things. I got pretty good grades. You know, all these like I can handle I can handle this thing in life. I'm you know, I'm an adult. I'm a bona fide adult doing pretty good. Like I can handle myself a little bit. You know, and we overestimate kind of what we can do through our own power. So that's one of the reasons why I think we struggle in this area is we think too highly sometimes of ourselves. If we really put it in context, sometimes we need to remember we're one person and there's 7 billion of us around the world. Is that pretty – does that like make you take a step back and say – Wow, there's a lot of stuff going on. So, like, when you see, like, evil going on around the world, like, there's 6,999,999,999 other people doing stuff that is beyond your control. And it's kind of like, okay, like, there, there's a little more going on that what you can handle on your own. Okay? So it's legitimate that there's a struggle with this. But also another error that we make is we underestimate God. That's the error that we make. We overestimate sometimes our ability to handle like sin and temptation and things that are going on around us in our culture and in our world. We overestimate what we can do, but we underestimate the God of the universe. We underestimate what God can do in us and through us. We underestimate that. And so there is a struggle that we deal with, even though we really shouldn't, because evil, evil is stupid. I kind of like saying it like that. <laughs> Think that Think that evil? stupid. Um, uh, but it's a, it, that's why it's a struggle with us. Sometimes we overestimate ourselves and we underestimate God. Look again at that first verse. It says, "Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty." It doesn't say be strong, you know, and if we were doing like a pep talk for a football game, we'd say be strong. But this is saying be strong in the Lord. Understand the very distinct, very clear difference. Not be strong in your own power, your own might, your own grit, your own ability to deal with the evil that is all around us. Not like you are the toughest person, you can handle anything that comes your way. No, it says be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the ways of God. Essentially it's saying be really good at getting close to the power source that makes evil look really silly. Get really close to the source of power that really would, would, is going to win. Be really close in that. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in that. And when you do that, things will change. So, so um, it, it, there's one verse I want to key in on today. And it, it is this. It's in verse 18. And we want to talk about today the spirit. It says this, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So, so we talked about in the in the first week the struggle against flesh and blood, the stand that we have to take. And today I really want to focus in and conclude on the spirit. The spirit of God. And it says be strong, be strong in the Lord. And there is really a spiritual solution that we recognize for this problem. And that's kind of what this whole series has been about. is If you have a spiritual problem going on in the world, and there is a spiritual problem of evil, sin, and uh, the solution is a spiritual solution. So, three times in the Bible, on three different occasions, and this is one of them, the Bible uses this phrase "Pray in the spirit," and it says like "We should be praying in the spirit and there 's lots of different ways that this kind of thing has been interpreted um, and and how I would like to kind of frame it, and what I think it 's saying here. Is it saying praying in the spirit is not necessarily referring specifically to the words that you say. But I think it's referring to how we are praying. How the attitude or approach we take when we are praying. So praying in the spirit is praying according to God's leading, God's spirit. It's praying for things that, that God's spirit uh, like pushes us to pray for. And it's a really important aspect and an important part of prayer. In Romans 8, 26, it says this. It says, in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray, but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. So it's kind of talking about how God knows and understands the emotions and feelings and all of that kind of behind your prayers that we should like like even when we're in a place of weakness God understands and grasps all of the stuff that is going on in us and through us and we should like really our prayers should be focused on like what is the heart behind and the spirit behind our prayers you know there is um, of course uh, in the scripture, there's a number of different places where it talks about different prayers. In the New Testament, there's a number of like, miraculous uh, events that take place where people spoke different languages and spoke in tongues and spoke like prayer languages in, in many ways. And that in scripture was a powerful, incredible thing that God did in many, day, many ways and many places to proclaim the gospel message in the world. And it's also something that like, we see and we understand that God can and still does that in and through people. That God does miraculous things through people's prayers. And so that could be a part of what it's talking about here where it says, you know, pray in the Spirit on all occasions. But I think it's broader than that because it says pray in the Spirit on all, all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. So we should pray in lots of different ways. So it could be, it could be making reference to the fact that that the scripture talks about different miraculous things that happen with prayers. And that God can use and work in that in us and through us. It definitely could be talking about that. But I think it's talking about more than that. All kinds of prayers. All kinds of requests. But it's really saying that we need to be praying in the spirit. Praying with God's Spirit, praying to connect. Let me let an analogy to kind of like put it into focus on what I think it's saying here. Is I remember uh, last year, uh, my my day job is working at the school, and last year we had a, one of the weirdest days I've ever had at a school before. Is that there was this threat on the whole city of Aurora or a whole city of Denver because there was somebody that they thought. You know, was trying to purchase a weapon and was making like online threats about schools and nobody knew where this person was. They knew she was in town somewhere, roaming the street somewhere. And for the first time ever, the entire metro area, every school in the whole school, uh, every school in the area went on lockdown. Every single school. And it was a crazy day because we didn't know what in the world was going on. We didn't have all the information or facts. We're there, like, kind of trying to make sure we're educating kids, keeping them safe. And we hear from above that, like, everybody's going on lockdown. And it was right at the end of the school day when we were about to dismiss everyone and take them to their buses. And we're like... All right, everybody get back inside and there's like craziness and parents are knocking at the door trying to pick up their kid and all this. And I remember like it was one of those moments where it just felt very crazy and out of control as you have 1,200 kids under your custody. You have hundreds of parents outside the door trying to pick them up and you have no idea if there's an imminent threat in the area. And it's kind of like, whoa, what do we do? And, And you may not have had a situation like that before in your life. But you've had many situations in your life where evil was swirling, you know. You've had situations in your life where it was going down. And there was things all around you that were swirling and confusing. And it it, it had a definite possibility to cause harm and lead astray. And it was scary and all of those things. And everyone has had a moment like that before in your life. And I remember at that point in time, it was a lot of people saying, what do we do? We've never dealt with this before. And I got the radio call, like many other people did, say, come to the principal's office right now, and we'll work it out. And we go to the principal's office with a group of about you know, five to seven people, and it's like, all right, here's the plan. This is what's going on. This is something going on in another area of town. This is the situation. We are doing this. This is how we'll deal with dismissal of kids once it's clear. This is how we'll handle it. We've never done it before. And it was like, boom, boom, boom. This is the plan. And everybody, after we kind of came together and said, here's what we're doing, we were like, all right, now we got a plan. Now we're, now we're okay. And everything was fine. And, everything, and we kept the kids safe, and we did what we uh, needed to do out of an abundance of precaution. Okay? But there are moments in time like this. Where there's a lot going on all over. And I think what the scripture is really telling us right here is in the moment where so much is going on and so much is swirling, you need to stop and you need to check in with the power source. Okay? You need to stop and you need to say, all right, I need to figure out what God is up to right now. I need to check in and make sure that my spirit and what I'm doing is on the same page with the God of the universe. Because there's lots of times that we could just like, there's so much going on around. There is like craziness and we don't know what to do and it's very out of control. And we know and recognize in that moment that we are not up for the task. And what the scripture is telling us here is, is like pray in Pray and get on the same page with God's Spirit. You understand? Like, get in and understand what God is, what's going on beyond you. Okay. Right now, it is essential and important for you to be on the same page as God. And I think sometimes our prayers, unfortunately, don't go that direction. Our prayers many times go in the direction where we want God to get on the same page as us, right? It's kind of like, a lot of my prayers are like that. That's, a, that's kind of a bummer. But a lot of my prayers are like that sometimes. It's like, I'm praying, God, take care of this. God, take care of this. God, get it together. Take care of this stuff. There's lots of stuff going on you got to get your act together here because a lot of people are making a big mess all around my life. So, like, get them in order, God. And what really is important for us to understand, if we want to live a life that is— like, we're living a life that is empowered and following God's Spirit is that we are close to the heart of God. We understand what God wants from us. We understand how we react when times are really difficult. We check in with the source. We check in with God. We make sure we check our hearts and our lives and everything going on within us to make sure I am on board with what God is doing. Because evil can sneak in and lead me astray. And if I'm not on board with God, I'm... I am probably destined to do something stupid, right? Do something stupid like get out of step with the God of the universe. Oh my goodness, what are we thinking? The God of the universe is there. God will win. The spirit of God will prevail. Evil is stupid, okay? And so when things around you are like that, it says pray in spirit. Be there with God. Connect to the source. So a couple of things as well, and action words that it says in this, this verse that we're focusing on is the first one says, like, be alert. Be alert. And I think about the readiness that comes, and we think about all of the analogies that we even looked at last week, all of the kind of the armor that you put on and prepare. But if you think about the being alert, it's you know it's kind of this readiness that I am prepared for that moment when an urgent situation comes up and one of the things that it says here is the spirit the sword of the spirit God's word so I am like prepared with that I am armed with that you know when a moment of real difficulty comes, um, the question that we like I like you to ask yourself is what like well will I be drawing from, what like what like kind of stuff that has already been built up in my life will I be will I be drawing from, because. Can you imagine an athlete showing up to the game without any preparation or training and like showing up and saying like, I'm here, ready to go and let's do this. No, it's, it's all of that years and time of training and preparation that leads to that moment when that, that moment comes where I am ready. And it's just be alert. If we're falling asleep and we're missing it and we're not like working on this, if we're not building something behind the scenes, When that moment of temptation comes, or that moment of struggle comes, we'll have nothing to draw from. We'll have nothing to, we'll have to almost start from scratch in that moment. And it's very possible for those temptations to break us. And for us to not be ready for that time and that moment. So it says be alert. And particularly, God says, the sword of the Spirit is kind of this weapon against Temptations that come up. Knowing and understanding and immersing ourselves in the story of God and God's voice and hearing that. Knowing, like being prepared with that. In the new year, we're gonna do a series on habits, and really we're gonna focus in on like kind of building that reservoir, building that like those daily practices that will help us sustain ourselves in those moments. But if, you're, if you like have not been alert and that urgent moment comes, like it might be pretty dramatic in an emergency situation because I don't, I, I don't have anything to draw from. And so we, we, we need to be ready. We need to be attentive. We need to build those things that it talks about earlier in that passage like righteousness and peace and put on that armor and have that ready at that moment when the, the urgent situation emerges. I also think a really, really important way to be prepared and alert is having that network of people around you, having that community of faith that is there for you. And you see as the the scripture continues on, it says, and keep on praying for all the Lord's people. It points us to a community. It really does. And it points us to prayer. It's saying like all of us together need to be gathering around and praying for each other. We need to be here for each other, praying for each other, pushing it forward and making sure we're praying in the spirit of God and we're all united in that. So it says, keep praying. I remember I had an epiphany at one point in my life. I, would, I was studying for uh, ministry, and um, I was taking classes by day, you know, like studying the Bible, and that was, that was what I was doing. I was paying way too much to study the Bible, so I better get something out of it, you know, like uh, uh, liberal arts college, you understand, and uh, I'm just about ready to pay off my student. I'm, my goal is to pay off my college loans before I turn 40. And I think I'm going to make it. Is that, you know, that's, a, that's a pretty good life. Co- you know what? That's a pretty good, uh, pretty good thing that I did there, right? If I can, if I can accomplish it. I'm close. All right, but, but like I was studying and I was doing all these things. And what I, what, I, what I made sure I did, I made a commitment to myself. I was like, man, I better not be studying my whole life away and not know God's voice. And so I, took a pra- I started doing a practice where every night, we had curfew at 12.30. Every night at 12, I like went out and I just walked on my own and I just prayed. And I remember having an epiphany into that time of prayer. And, and I've always, and I don't know if, if you're similar, but there's always been moments in my life where I've kind of been confused by prayer. Because prayer is like, a, it's an odd and interesting thing. It's like, You're telling the all-powerful God of the universe. You're coming and talking to to God. Man, do you think God is very interesting in my musings and my thoughts? My, like, clever little witty things that I might have to say to God? I mean, it's just, and I've always kind of struggled with that. And I always like, why in the world does God need to hear from me? (laughs) God has more important people or more important things to hear. But I had an epiphany moment when I was walking around in prayer and I realized, and I was thinking about like, hey, there's lots of things I can do to like prepare myself for ministry. You know, I, got, I, I, gotta, I gotta become a better preacher and I gotta become a better leader and I gotta do all this stuff. And you know what? There's lots of things I gotta be working on and doing and I had a moment of clarity and all of a sudden I realized, the most important thing I could be doing is praying. And it was a weird moment. It was a humbling moment where I realized, and it was a moment where I feel like God spoke to me, is where it was like the, the most important thing you could actively do is get on board with what I'm doing. That's the, that's the biggest thing you can do. You can do some stuff, but you're, you're, not, that, you're not that talented and you're not that smart. And you guys, you guys all understand that, and you know that. But, but, like, how about getting on board with what the God of the universe wants me to do? That is the most powerful, important thing that I could ever do, is, like, understand and be praying in the Spirit and keep praying. And additionally, as it says here, as it says, keep praying for each other. Keep doing that for one another. Keep lifting one another up. Keep thinking and searching and seeking how we can encourage each other on towards towards this. Because you know what? Our battle is not against flesh and blood. And if we try to fight a, a spiritual battle with physical tools, we're going to lose. But the spirit of God will overcome all of it. You'll overcome. So it says keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. As I was reflecting this past week on those words and thinking about what that means for my life personally, I was, you know, I I came up with a couple of challenges that I want to encourage you towards. A couple of things that you can do that are just very simple things that start that process. First of all, is I think an easy way to make sure that you kind of frame your life in a way where you're following God's path is just start with like five minutes at the beginning of the day and five minutes at the end of the day. Start your day and end your day with a simple prayer, and it doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out thing, but to start your day saying, God, I'm aware of your presence, and I want to be on board with what you're doing in this world. This is your world, and I want, I, I want to be following you in that. Help me with my day, and if there's big things coming up, give that up to God and say, God, I want to be on your path Today, Give it your day. You know, here's a little trick. This is a fun one. You ready for this? Okay. The beauty of the snooze button. Okay. Anybody in love with your snooze button? Anybody here? Okay. All right. We got a couple of people. My wife loves the snooze button. Okay. Um, it's kind of kind of drives me crazy, but the older I get, the more appreciation I'm gaining for the beautiful snooze button. So, so here you go. Here's your, here's your uh, five minute start to the day. You got your alarm. It goes off, hit the stews and then just like, okay, don't fall back to sleep. Just kind of, you know, right there. All right. I got 10 minutes right now before or nine minutes, depending on your snooze settings there to kind of like take a moment, focus my day, remind myself of what I should be about, and then the next alarm hits and I'm ready to go, okay? So there you go, little, little little snooze prayer. Um, And you know what? I said five minutes, so if you fall asleep for five of it, you still made your five minutes. You're still in good shape. No, but like just to have something that is a routine and a pattern in your life that you say, I'm not going to go a day without being in God's spirit, praying and following God's spirit. And to do that like five minutes at the end of your day too, what a beautiful thing. What a life-changing thing for a small amount of effort or time just to kind of like have it a part of your life. That you say, I'm not going to live my life on my own power and strength. I'm going to make sure I'm praying in God's spirit. I know I'm going to make sure that I'm doing that. And another little challenge I have for you is is particularly what this scripture says. It says, be praying for one another. Be praying for the Lord's people. Be praying for each other. And so I want to really encourage you and challenge you that, like, maybe as we gather every Sunday, if you have an interaction or a conversation with someone, and if you have something that comes up, something that, like, stands out in any way, like, say, this is my person this week that I'm going to be praying for. Okay, if there's one person amongst us that you say this week, I'm praying for that person this week. That's 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 what I'm going to be. doing. Uh, A little over a year ago, my um, my grandfather passed away and he was kind of a pillar of our family. And he was um, uh, one of the most encouraging people I've ever met. Uh, Somebody that like whenever you're around him, he's always said something positive, always said something encouraging and and. Really just important person to everyone that he came in contact with. But I remember the last several years of his life, every single time I would visit him, he would say, he would tell me the same thing. He would say, I pray for you every single day. And he would tell me and my wife, he'd say, I pray for you every single day. I know you you got a lot going on, you're leading the church, you're doing this. I pray for you every day. And I want you to know. And, like, I can't tell you how important that was for me. And I'll tell you this. You know what? There was actually times where I hadn't talked to my grandfather in a couple of months, actually spoke to him. And I was going through a lot of stuff. And I was th- And guess what came to my mind? Grandpa's praying for me. Prayed for me today. Well, like, isn't that pretty profound? Like, even when I hadn't even, like, we hadn't talked or anything, I knew that that was taking place. I knew that that was going on. I knew that, like... Like, it's all right. Grandpa's praying for me. Grandpa's on my side. Grandpa's pushing me forward. And he, he, like, he believes in me. Like, man, that made a huge difference in my life. Like, this is what we should be about. We should be people that are lifting one another up in prayer. We should be people that are, like, conscious and aware, alert, praying in the Spirit and praying for one another. So, this past week, this is... This is a little little side note here. This is not necessarily for you. It's for me because I've learned something in life. If you have a goal in life, if you publicly tell other people, it holds you more accountable to it. So there you go. Here's a little side note. This is just for me. But I was reminded this week as I was kind of reading through these things and thinking about it for my own life that, like, I had many times I've thought about, like, putting together a prayer book of, P- of our church congregation. And making sure that, like, I have it. I have names written down, some pictures and things like that. And I'm going through it weekly and praying through and praying for you. And I do pray for you. But I thought about how, like, I have at times said, like, hey, I need to put something like this together to make sure that I focus in on that and I do that regularly. So here we go. Here's, like, a way to hold me personally accountable i 'm going i 'm throwing that out there that that 's something that I was challenged with this week that I need to get that together here really really soon and and make that a regular practice a part of my life that i 'm praying for you and please I ask you pray for me okay and and that 's what it 's saying here is it's saying like, man, if we get on page with what God is doing, the powerful God of the universe. When those things and those moments come up, you'll be ready to stand up for it. You'll be ready because you'll be in with God's spirit. You'll be following God's spirit, and it will be okay. You're on the winning team. Just get on board. Know what God is doing. So my challenge to you is think about that. What does that mean for your life? Maybe it's a five-minute, first five, last five. Maybe it's every week I pick somebody, somebody close to me, somebody in the community of faith or somebody close to me, and I'm like, they're my person this week. I will be praying for them. And when the world is out of control, and when evil swirls and surrounds, go to the God of the universe and get on the page with God. And guess what? You will be okay. God will prevail. The Spirit of God is stronger than any evil and anything else that may come. Will you pray with me? God, we know and recognize that there's many times that we face temptation. We look around our world and even in our own lives and we see that there's lots of evil, lots of bad swirling all around, and God, it's scary, and it's terrifying, and it's stressful, and sometimes it's overwhelming. God, we know and recognize there's a battle going on, a spiritual battle. And so God, we come to you. We come to you, and we look to you, we ask that God, we would get on the right page with what you are doing, what you want from us. God, help us to daily pray in the Spirit on all occasions. God, help us to bring our prayers and our requests to you. God, help us to be alert. Help us to keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. God, help us, we pray. want to invite you right now to take a moment and do exactly that pray to god pray on all occasions as it says in the scripture pray in those moments where the mood strikes you when things are overwhelming like pray as a routine pray spontaneously pray in all of these different ways pray 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 And I want to encourage you right now to go to the God of the universe and look to him. Maybe there is evil that is surrounding. Maybe you are facing an attack. Maybe there is a spiritual battle going on in your home and in your life. And let me just be clear, it's beyond you. You can't handle this on your own. But the God of the universe, the God of the universe, it is a simple thing. And so cry out to God for a spiritual solution. Cry out to God maybe for forgiveness. Cry out to God for help. Cry out to God to ask God for direction. But cry out to God. And if there's something that you need to maybe commit to, say, God, I need to make sure that I'm making this a regular part of my routine, then like say to God right now, God, help me to do my first five, last five or help me to help me to pray for one person every single week whatever it may be that you need to say like God I need this in my life cry out to God right now and tell God this is this is this is what's next for me because I need your power and I need your help and so I'm going to be strong in the Lord take this moment right now commit yourself pray to God Seek the God of the universe's help in this moment.